With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Yeah.
So, Chandler, you mentioned nonsense in the NBA, so I'm going to kick it to you and let you start. Uh, what jumps out of you and what are you identifying um, as nonsense, Chandler? Well, you know, it, it's it's the whole thing with the Sixers and Harden. Um, first of all, you knew you didn't want this man from jump. So rather than just say, you know what, James, it was it was fun, it was great, but you know we don't want we don't want you. Um, you keep telling, oh, we want you, we want you. So he opts in, and you immediately start looking to trade him. See, I, I'm no fan of James Harden, but this is what I hate what teams do. Um, you knew you didn't want this man. So why are you constantly telling him you want him so you can turn around and trade him when you knew you didn't want him? There was no way that you could bring James Harden back to this team, not at the numbers that he's going to require. And I, and I guess he, he, his agents or whatever put out fielders around the league, and he found out ain't a whole lot of options for him. Don't a whole lot of people want no dude who thinks he's going to bounce the ball for 20, 23 seconds and then pass to somebody like, okay, you, you make the shot. That's not how it works, man. Um, the fact that you complained after basically quitting in game six and seven, after no showing in game six and seven, the fact that you complained, it's a war, I've got to be me. No, you got to help the team win. That's what's most important. Not you, stop it. Not you being you. Sorry, the dog decided. Anytime I'm on the phone, the dog decides that she needs to be a part of it. Um, so I, 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 it just it don't make sense. And now they're talking about the Clippers and the Knicks both have. Why would the Knicks want James Harden? See, this is why I always say the Knicks are never going to be any good. Why are you chasing James Harden? James Harden doesn't fit with that team. You don't need James Harden. You need Damian Lillard. You need DeAndre Ayton. You don't need James Harden. You already have a point guard. His name is Jalen Brunson. You have a two guard that you're overpaying and R.J. Barrett. So where exactly is Harden going to play? He can't play the three, he can't play the two, and he can't play the one because those slots are already filled. But, hey, what do I know? I'm just, I'm just some guy, you know, sitting, sitting in front of a, a phone talking about the NBA, but it's ridiculous. Um, I don't know, man. It, it doesn't make sense to me. You got Harrison Barnes just got three years and 54 million. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. You giving Harrison Barnes $54 million. I can't do it. $54 it, million. It, it, hey, listen, <clears throat> I'm almost to a point. Uh, I'm in the house right now, so I'm going to get off the wireless earbuds and switch to some cords and see if that makes a big difference as well. But I'm at the house, so uh, we should be – we should be much more clear in just a quick moment. So, Chandler, if you can tell us for about 20 more seconds. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, the, the Pelicans, um, they declined the team option on Herb Jones' contract, which doesn't make sense. So now you want to try to negotiate with him when you already declined them, and now there's other people out there that he could sign with who are going to give him money because Herb Jones is a really good young player. Okay, <clears throat> it's it's I don't know, man. The sheer stupidity of some of these general managers. The Lakers aren't bringing back Mo Bamba. You're not bringing back Malik Beasley. I think they should have brought. <clears throat> I think they should have brought back Mo Bamba. 
I don't think he got near enough run as he should have, especially on those nights where, where um, Anthony Davis decided he didn't feel like showing up. So it's, it's, it's interesting. And, of course, Ben Simmons is sitting out more games. Huh. Uh, he's not going to play for Australia in the World Cup. He said he's going to focus on his recovery. And, and the thing is, I've never been a guy who bashed Ben Simmons because the I always knew what he was. Program? I always knew what he was. Ben Simmons was the guy who went to LSU instead of major programs the one year he went to college. He went to LSU. He went to LSU. Hey, not too much. On, not too much on LSU. Not too much. Listen, they had a bad team. They had a terrible cheating coach. Okay, and they didn't make the damn tournament. He was content being a big fish in a small pond. That's all. That's who he is. That's who he is. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you have to accept players for who they are. You can win. Simmons you can win championships at LSU. What? You can win championships at LSU. You can win championships at LSU. Dude, I cannot hear you. Oh, I hear you. I said you can win championships at LSU. Not in basketball, you can't. Not with that coach that you had. The hell you could. Not with that coach, but you can win at LSU. Okay, tell me the last time LSU won an NCAA championship in men's basketball. Never have. They've been to the Final Four a few times, though. Okay, they didn't win when they had Shaq and Stanley Roberts. Miss me with you can win at LSU in basketball. Miss me with that. If you can win in every other sport, you can win in basketball if you got the right team and the right program. They're not not a blue blood. And Stanley Roberts. Yes. They were staggering. And you didn't win. Exactly. That doesn't mean that you can never win a national championship there. LSU will never win win a national championship. You you can win there just as well as you can win in any other major conference school. They won in Virginia. No, you can't. They won in Villanova. Villanova. People thought they would never win there. No one ever thought Villanova would never win because Villanova had already been to a Final Four, and everyone knows Villanova was a top-flight program. LSU was not a top-flight basketball program. I understand that you love LSU. Get over it. LSU's never winning a national championship. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you right now, if you line up if you line up the best five from a program and starting five, the five that you would come up with from LSU would compete against most other schools. But they wouldn't win a national championship, so it doesn't matter how well they compete. They haven't had the right coach and the right program in place. You can win there. <laughs> you come, when you, you can't get listen, a good you coach come, there. You come from, you, listen, you come from a major conference program. People thought Florida could never win there either until Billy, Billy Donovan got two of them. Right? So No if, good if coach you, is going to coach at LSU. Uh, well, maybe not, maybe not in your lifetime and maybe not in mine, but there will be a time to see. Listen, <laughs> I, I, but I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I'll take the baseball championship. I think they will contend again in the near future for a football national championship. I like what Kim Mulkey's done with the basketball program on the women's side, too. It's not a bad time of year to be an LSU fan. So what if the basketball program is going to suck for a few years? But if you have the right people in place and you have the right facilities and you got the right name, name image, and likeness, you can win at a major conference in college basketball. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what delusional fandom is. 
you're hearing it right now. Um, this is why Nick fans are are, are just I, I this is why I don't deal with Nick fans and I'm gonna have to stop dealing with LSU fans. So let's move on to something else. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. Well, I mean, listen, listen, we 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 can have differences of opinion and 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 see things from uh, from different perspectives, but. There have been – go back and look over the last several years. It's not always Blue Bloods that are winning championships and they're contending in college basketball. You have the right plan in place. They came really close several years ago with a bunch of local products. They made the Final Four and played that, pretty well. Didn't win it. But That, that horse uh, is a bloody mess now, bro. So, <laughs> looking around, um, speaking of LSU College World Series this past weekend, uh, fantastic tournament. The last two games were bloodbaths on either side between LSU and Florida, though. Uh, the best game of the tournament may have been the Thursday night elimination game against Wake Forest. You had two guys who were top ten, uh, probably top ten picks in next week's draft on the mound. Uh, LSU made a really good defensive play late to save the game and won two to nothing in 11 innings. Those were the only two teams ranked number one all year. And they met in one side of the bracket, but LSU gets their seventh national title. They had two golden, two of the three Golden Spikes Award finalists were there uh, from LSU. One was from Florida. This is the first time that a Golden Spikes Award winner also was a college was a national champion. First time since Mike Coxey and Mark Coxey in 1995. So College World Series. There's a lot more professional talent, and I'm telling you, Shannon, when you go back and look. After next week, the first couple rounds of the draft, you're going to see a lot more guys coming from college baseball than from high school. Uh, the the percentage is going to be a lot higher from college than, than it has been over the last several years. I think name, image, and likeness are starting to have a piece to that. And some kids are wanting to go uh, enjoy the college lifestyle for a little bit. And if you go in the right conference, you can still develop your game and get better. But that would be well, my problem with that training. is here's my problem with college baseball. You got pitchers throwing 156 pitches in games. They're blowing these guys' arms out. That should never be allowed. No college pitcher should ever throw more than 110 pitches in a game. So I'm not I'm not feeling college baseball at all because it happens too. It's not that's not a one off. It happens a lot where these coaches are what? basically abusing these kids that nobody has anything to say about it. I think it depends on the program. LSU got this schemes kid and pitched him one game a week. He pitched one time on regular four days rest in the College World Series, but he pitched him one game a week. And they did not, they intentionally did not wear this kid's arm out because of the major league potential that this guy has. So you're right. Okay, but that's one program out of many that do it. So, again, I got no use for college baseball while they continue to allow these programs to abuse these kids' arms. I don't. Uh, it's I being don't. policed a lot. Uh, it's being policed a lot more than it was a decade or two ago. And and there is a still there is a lot more. There's a lot more major league talent in college baseball than there was even a decade ago. I will say that. Fine that you don't have any use for it. I'm still going to mention the championship, and we can move on to another topic uh, and keep that pushing on. So looking. I'm hearing about an NBA free agency. 
you know, I heard you talking about Lillard earlier. Um, you know, I have heard that Fred Van Fleet from Toronto, people are really willing to pay up for him. I've heard as much as maybe Houston being willing to pay $80 million over two years because they think a good point guard could accelerate the development of those kids. Not sure what I think about that, but they do have a lot of room. Uh, you know, the Atlanta Hawks finally traded John Collins this past week to the Utah Jazz to try to free up some space uh, to make some things work. So lots of trades, lots of free agency sort of uh, sort of happening uh, in NBA. So come Friday, I guess tomorrow, and over the next couple of days, uh, pressure should be pretty hot as far as guys going different places. You mentioned the Lakers earlier. I think their initial two things that they're going to try to do, uh, they gave qualifying offers to Aiden Reeves and Rudy Achimura. Uh, Austin Reeves. Have the ability, yeah, Austin Reeves. What I say, Aiden Reeves, that's the rest of uh, Austin Reeves and Rudy Achimura. So they gave qualifying offers to those guys so they can try to match. I think depending on what the market does on Russell, they may try to bring him back. Uh, did did you say Mo Bamba was rumored to have signed somewhere else already? Yeah, they're going to um, decline the options on Bamba, or they're going to let Bamba and Beasley walk, which I think, well, honestly, I, mean, I think, you know. Go ahead. No, 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 I'm listening. You were saying your thoughts on them letting uh, Mamba and Beasley walk? I understand it. I understand that. Um, listen, Malik Beasley, I think, is serviceable. Um, I don't know what they're trying to do, but I think Bamba, uh, I think you need to keep him on the roster because, honestly, who you got is a big man behind Anthony Davis. And you need a big man behind Anthony Davis. But maybe they're going to go out and get somebody else. I don't know. Mike, you still there? Mike, Mike, Mike. Yeah, you I was still talking on you. No, no, I was talking on okay. you. No, I, I agree with you. I, I think, though, that just because they don't necessarily send an offer, they could still have rights to, you know, we'll see if he communicates with them. Uh, you know, go see what you what people are willing to offer you out there, bro. Like, and come back and let us know. Who knows if they open up dialogue? Maybe they'll match. Maybe they'll meet. Uh, we'll see. I do think that Obama would be a key piece on this roster. I think if you could get him at a relatively cheap price, I think Malik Beasley could be too. I know that he fell out of the rotation. Um, in the playoffs, and I can understand why, but over the course of the regular season, you're not always going to have your front-line guys ready. So having a guy that can come off the bench and when he gets hot really shoot a bunch of threes, there were a few games after the off-star break when guys weren't hitting or they had a couple guys out that Beasley pretty much kept them in the game or, you know, shot them to victory from three-point range. So, uh, I can understand not matching these, though, because I feel like they probably are prioritizing Reeves and Rui Achimura and Russell over these guys. 
But I would not be surprised to see them kind of still kick the tires or try to stay in touch with these guys to see uh, what, you know, what they're being offered or to see if they'll still let them kind of in, in on things. Um, this well, is Barry's here, but before, before we bring Barry in, I just want to say this one thing. They're talking about the Lakers have interest in Brooke Lopez. Why? Where is he going to play? You can't have Lopez, LeBron, and Anthony Davis in your, in, in, in your, front, in your, in your front court. Ridiculous. Brooke, Brooke it's Lopez ridiculous. is in it. He was in LA once. He will not be back. Villain, how you doing this evening? And uh, what you what you bringing to uh to the round table this evening? What's up, man? Villain, what's up, boys? Good to hear your voice, Chandler. I, I I listened to the show last week and I I heard that little slight to UConn and Jordan Hawkins. So I got heat for you, brother. <laughs> but so much love. I love you. Um. You got, we won the national championship, I thought. Yeah, national champs. Um, four times. Uh, you know, no, five times. Five times. Five times national champs. Uh, no, listen, Mamba, was it Mo Bamba? And uh, they're, they're gonna they're gonna decline their option, but I think they're gonna try to get Reeves. They're gonna try to get Hashimura because those are two high priority guys. And then what I heard is that they'll come back around and see if they can get them on cheaper deals. Yeah, that's, well, that's Bamba was at ten million. I mean, that ten million ain't ain't that much, but because the players' association allowed them to basically institute a hard cap, ten million for Obama, right. which is very reasonable, is now too expensive. Yeah, and it's like a two-day window, right, Chandler? So you have until July first or July second until that new CBA agreement kicks in. So you can go higher on Reeves and Hashimura and then probably get them for a, a mid-level, depending on the scale, right? If you're at the No, first, no. If you I, use the mid-level exception, you're screwed. Because that's where the hard well, cap you have in. a mid-level. Right, you have a mid-level until you hit the second apron. If you hit the second apron, you don't have a mid-level anymore. And the first yeah. apron seven. I think before the um, first apron, it's $10 million. Dude, the Players Association, I don't know how they screwed their players like this. This is basically a hard cap. It's a hard cap. It's a hard cap without a hard cap. You're absolutely right. But you can thank uh, Ben Simmons for this, essentially, because he got his money and then he didn't want to play again. So they were like, oh, that's how you want to play the game? Hard cap. Okay, but, again, we're, we're blaming players for stupid organizations. Again, and I said this earlier, I knew who Ben Simmons was in college. If all of these supposed experts in the NBA didn't know who Ben Simmons was, that's their fault. That's their fault. But these, these guys are getting paid before they really prove that they're max players because they're right. afraid to lose these guys. You know what I mean? So now they, they pay these guys like Simmons. They paid uh, Kyrie Irving, and then they basically are in breach of contract because they don't want to play or they want to run off and, and have a, a birthday party instead of getting on the court and playing. So the, the league is striking back because the empire strikes back. And <laughs> this is this is what you did, get a hard did, cap did, without a hard cap. Did, it get, did, did Dennis Rodman get as much criticism for being on Monday Night uh, Night Nitro uh, back in the day? But that was like one, one, one day? Yeah, ben that Simmons didn't want to play for two years. Uh, we're not, uh, listen, I, I have a uh, I have a hard cap 
in place a number of times that I'm willing to talk about Ben Simmons on this show. And, and you guys mentioned him enough that you guys have already exceeded my uh, cap that I'm not paying luxury tax on that bump. So, but he uh, went to LSU. He went to LSU. He's great. He went to LSU. No, he he was not great at LSU. He was a he was a bum at LSU. He thought he was uh, much better than anything that they, that school tried to do, and a lot of the a lot of the reason why they did not make the NCAA tournament that year was because of his lack of interest in actually being a good team. Because yeah. there was enough yep. talent on that roster to make an NCAA tournament. Now. There was not enough roster on that talent. Uh, there was not enough talent on that roster to get out of the first weekend if they made the NCAA tournament. But they could have made the tournament with that roster. There was enough. Yeah, Barry. Barry, in case roster. you didn't know, this is this is a continuation of him of him not being willing to accept the fact that LSU is never going to win a national championship because he's a crazy LSU fan, and you know I have offended him, and he, he he's kind of hurt right now, so he keeps striking back. But LSU's never no. going to win a national championship. Uh, all, I'm, all, I'm, all I'm saying is, is, and we can definitely agree to disagree. But at a major, in a major conference with a major, with major funding uh, resources like LSU has, uh, the stars could line up in such a way that you could win a title. They can, they've been able to win in every other sport. So. Uh, I don't. I would not bet on it happening anytime soon. Uh, as the other sports are coming up right now, uh, college men's basketball is the one that's really kind of uh, getting the the shaft, and a lot of it is because of some bad coaching decisions made and bad hires previously, and it's going to take a while to get out of it. But I'm not willing to say, and we once again we can agree to disagree, but I'm not willing to say that there's no way in the world that LSU could ever win a national championship in college basketball. Just don't believe it. Uh, I can be, you can call me delusional and a crazy fan all you want, but what I can tell you is, when it comes to sports, I can I can look at things subjectively, and not just uh, look at things through fan colored glasses. So what I would like to do is, <laughs> is go to the diamond for a little while and. Let's kind of do sort of mid-season Wait, you you report have, cards. You, you don't want to talk about James Harden? That's the big news of the day. It's the big so, news other than the fact that he's won two says he opts in, then the organization wants to trade him. I feel like the yeah. organization trying to trade him is a mutual thing. I don't think Harden really wanted to be back in Philly again next year either. Well, I think what what happened is um, they they tried to work the deal, and basically Philly's like, I'm not giving you max money. Harden's like, I want my bread, um, and they said, Well, get it somewhere else. <laughs> That's essentially what I what I heard that they couldn't work out a deal, and he wants his money. So I think it's I think this is a stroke of luck for the Sixers, because not only do they get to opt in this guy, but now they get to get trade assets, maybe a first-round pick, but then maybe um, another player, like, you know, I'll keep bringing up Damian Lillard. Maybe they can work out a three-team deal, get, get you know, get that merry-go-round going, but they can, they don't have to be, they have, they were forced to bring Harden back because of the contract that he signed and 
the fact that they got rid of the coach to bring this guy. All signs point they had no choice to bring this guy back. Now they don't have to bring him back. I think it's great. I just don't know that you have another team in the NBA that's willing to meet that asking price either. That plays James Harden and what he thinks he's worth. It sounds like the what else is he would trade for James Harden? What do you say, Chandler? Yeah, I, I don't see who would trade for James Harden. I don't. Um, um, again, Clippers. there are a lot of clowns sitting in GM chairs in the NBA, so someone's going to trade for him. But in reality, there's no way in hell I'm trading for James Harden at $36.5 million for him to come in there and pout and quit on my team when he doesn't get to be the focal point. Like, I don't understand why Houston wants to bring him in, but like I said before, um, you know, there's some guys that are coaching in this league that maybe shouldn't be coaching. Because if Ime Udoka thinks that James Harden's going to play hard for him, the Ime Udoka needs to go back to grabbing booty in the office, okay? He needs to concentrate on that, not basketball. James Harden wants to do what James Harden wants to do. So why in the hell would I bring him into my organization at this point? He's shown me who he is. Believe him. I think he leads the league in four trades, right? I think this would be his third or fourth. No, this yeah, yeah. right? Fourth, fourth trade. Um, I, I totally agree with you guys. I, there, there shouldn't be a team that would want to trade for his guy, but there is going to be a team that trades for this guy, and I think it's going to be the Clippers, to be honest with you. I think he's going to be a Clipper. Um, they have expiring contracts. They have a stadium, uh, I mean, a new arena to fill seats with. They got two guys that typically aren't available, one more so than the other. I think bringing this guy in gives you kind of concern to get to those guys because I think they're free agents in 2025, I think it is. So either way, I think you just have you, – you're moving into a new arena, and I think you got to make box office, especially with the Lakers – on the other side of town, so the Clippers will be dumb enough to do it. So if we mention this guy, let me mention the other one really quick. Uh, Kyrie Irving, free agent. Some people say he might try to go somewhere else. Some people say he's going to refund in Dallas. What are you guys' thoughts on Kyrie Irving? Sacramento. He needs to go to Sacramento, and I'm being serious. That's a good young team. It's a really good young team. They're well coached. He needs to go somewhere where people are just going to accept him for who he is as long as he plays well. Those Sacramento Kings fans, there are certain fan bases. They don't give a damn what you did somewhere else. Okay? They don't care. When you play for them, you're theirs, and you're theirs for life. Portland is like that. <clears throat> Seattle is like that. Uh, Cleveland is like that. When you talk about football, um, when you talk baseball, Oakland is like that. If he goes to Sacramento – and they can give him the four-year deal he wants, right? And he makes them relevant. They make the playoffs every year. Kyrie Irving will be loved forever. He will finally be in a place where the fans love him unconditionally, which is what he's looking for, by the way. What all the things that you can say about him, the one thing that you know, if he wants people to just accept him, they don't care what he says. They don't care what he posts. They don't care what he do. We won't take time off. It's fine. As long as we make the playoffs, because that, that town is starved for playoffs. Honestly, I think he should go to Sacramento and finish out his career in Sacramento. 
I, I, I get what you're saying. I don't think it's a bad move because they're one of the few teams that have cap space, but they just re-upped uh, Harrison Barnes. Like, they just agreed to a three-year uh, extension for, for almost $60 million. I think it's $54 million. So that cap space is drying up quick. So the only way they would get him is to sign and trade, and I don't know if they're willing to do that unless they want to use Harrison Barnes in a sign and trade to Dallas, right? So I, I honestly feel like he needs to run it back in Dallas. I said it last night on the Caller's Cookout. Wednesday nights, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time with uh, TP Timeless and the Villa Shameless Plug. Um, he, he wasn't the problem in Dallas. He played. He, you know, he was a malcontent in Brooklyn. He was a pain in the butt. When he couldn't get his money, couldn't get an extension, he, he demanded a trade. But when he went to Dallas, he was a good soldier. He was a good trooper. It's Luka Doncic that's the problem. Luka needs to, he needs to wake up. He needs to grow up. He needs to be a leader. He needs to get in shape. He needs to, you know, he needs to kind of give of himself a little bit from, like, is it okay if you don't score 27, nine points and nine rebounds a game? You could do 25, uh, nine, and eight or what have you. Give up some of those points and, and share the basketball instead of holding the ball until one second in the shot clock and then passing it. I think his game needs to evolve to learn how to play with Kyrie. And I think he needs to be more of a leader and be held accountable in this league because he kicked away with murder. He came in out of shape. He just he, his body language, the way he kind of interacts with referees, it, like he is the problem in Dallas. So I think Kyrie needs to run it back. I don't think there's a lot of teams that he wants meetings with the Suns. That's not happening. You know, you talk about the Pacers and the Magic that have cap space. Those aren't those aren't teams he wants to go to. So. I think he needs to go back to Dallas. The only thing that I would take with the Sacramento thing is, what does that do with uh, the future of, or how does that impact Fox if he goes in there? Because De'Aaron Fox is a legit superstar. I think it, I think it helps him good. because Kyrie can play off the ball. He, we've seen him do that. We've seen him play off the ball. Now, put those two in the backcourt together. Dude. Dude. And I think Kyrie is smart enough to figure out how to play off the ball with a player like De'Aaron Fox. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think he's that selfish of a player that he – it's like, I got to get mine. Like, Luka is that selfish of a player that I got to get mine to hell with everybody else. De'Aaron Fox and, and Kyrie Irving is a dangerous backcourt. That's probably one of the better backcourts in the league if you put those two together. I just don't know if Sacramento now has what it, they need to make that deal work. And like I said, it has to be a sign and trade right now. And I don't know if they're going to want to give up anything. I think they're still trying to get Kyle Kuzma on the free, in free agency. So I don't know what's going to happen. It would be interesting. It's, it's not crazy to think that Sacramento is a place where people would want to go because outside of a 50-burger in Game 7, that Sacramento Kings team is making a serious run in the playoffs. So they're on the come, like the Thunder are on the come. So I wouldn't be surprised if that, something like that went down. So... I want to jump around and hit baseball for the last 25 minutes. 
Uh, also, don't forget PHI Apparel. That's phiapparel.co. Use the promo code CHEFS at checkout. Get 15% off any of your Philly clothing needs. Um, go ahead and buy the James Harden jerseys before he moves out. Uh, the Phillies are starting to find their the, – the, <laughs> yeah, right? The Phillies are starting to find but their – But, Mike, one, one, thing, one thing, Mike, one, one thing I, I got to say about Harden, if the Knicks trade for this guy, I, I quit. I'm done. I, I can't I, – I, I won't be able to take it. That Sports is City, huge. Sports City, I just heard Barry say that if the Knicks trade for James Harden, his New York fandom will be a thing of the past. So we'll see if he adopts the Brooklyn Nets or what happens. Hopefully that doesn't happen <laughs> because I don't, I don't I, I, you know, listen, transitioning from a lifelong team to another team can be a, a really tough process. And so I'm, I'm happy to be here. I won't transition to, to another support. team. I don't. I don't transition to new teams. I just won't. I just won't root for a team. Like I. I. I nine, you got to put your foot down. You got to put your foot down. Nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine is our calling number. We got about twenty five minutes here. So what I'd like to do, kind of, is just kind of go around the diamond really quickly. Let's go division by division, boys. Uh, we'll start. Uh, just uh, I'm going to cater to the to the two guys that I'm in the show with right now. We'll start in the American League East. Um, impressions on that division or teams that you see in that division? Um, I'll start with you, Barry, uh, with the American League East. What are your thoughts uh, halfway through this baseball season? Best division in baseball, top to bottom. Um, the Baltimore Orioles are a pleasant surprise. I think that fan base, is, like I said, a couple of weeks ago, have been starving. Uh, for a winning team, so I'm, I'm really happy that you know they're starting to pull it off because Baltimore is a good baseball town. You know they got a lot of history with their team. I, you know the the, the Rays are kind of coming down to earth a little bit because you look at them, they're kind of neck and neck with the Braves for best record in the league. Um, the Yankees just got to get healthy. Um, the, the 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 Jays are scuffling a little bit. I think they're a real big underachievement in, in in my eyes. I don't know how you guys feel, Chandler. I don't know how you feel, but I feel like they should be better than what they are right now. And I, I kind of feel the same way with Boston. I didn't expect them to be as good. I felt like they were going to be the worst team in the division, but to see them around 500 is kind of, like, shocking to me. So top to bottom, best division in baseball. So I agree with you, Chandler. I'm going to hit this and then come to you. I thought Boston would be the last place team in this division. I was right on this. I may have been wrong on Baltimore. We'll see. We got another half of the season for this to come through. I said that I thought Baltimore would be good, but then maybe take a little bit of a step back this year before they take a bigger step forward next year. Um, I may have been wrong on them. This team's good. Uh, Big Tyler Wells um, has really kind of settled in as a uh, good pitcher. Uh, to me, the question is, will Baltimore do anything to acquire any more pitching? Um, at the deadline, you're seeing more prospects come up for them. That uh, Jordan Westberg kid uh, just came up this week. But future's real bright in Baltimore, man. They got guys that do it the right way. Um, and I think that they are clearly one of the best two teams right now in the best division in baseball. The Yankees are a third-place team right now. We keep saying, can they get everybody healthy? And I just don't – I don't know. I think uh, getting a, this group of Yankees healthy is almost like seeing Santa Claus come down the chimney. Um, as far as 
the Blue Jays, man, that offense has been good. But, you know, when your ace pitcher, Manoa, gets sent down to uh, instructional, he didn't get sent to triple-A, double-A, single-A, nothing. He got sent down to the spring training instructional site to revamp what he was doing. He was supposed to be your best pitcher. Uh, Kevin Gossman has been really good for them, and Kikuchi has been good. But outside of that, Chris Bass has been struggling lately. Jose Barrios has found it a little bit, but this team uh, struggles in the uh, pen still. And just pitching-wise, they they just can't pitch enough uh, in Toronto. But uh, this is a team that could still get hot and go on a win streak. But everybody in this division at or above 500. uh, To your point, Tampa is kind of coming back down. Uh, but we'll see over the course of the second half. It should be exciting. Chandler, your thoughts on the American League East? Well, I start with the Orioles, who I told you would be in second place in the American League East. Um, they have a good young team. They have a good young farm system. They have a good manager. They're finally well run. So <clears throat> Baltimore's not a shock to me. <clears throat> Excuse me. I like what Toronto did with Manoa. I said before the season that Manoa had gotten the big head. And I expected him to fall on his face. They sent him down because he's not listening. He thinks he's better than he than he is. He thinks he don't have to put in the work. Oh, I could just, I'm Alex Manoa. I could just get on the mound, dude. You got you got drug and rookie ball. You got drug and rookie ball. Now they have his attention. Mm-hmm. See, now they have his attention. Hopefully, Alec Manoa has a big mouth. I ain't got a problem with that. He plays for Toronto. Okay. He is a great young pitcher if he's willing to take his ego out of the equation. We'll find out. Um, The Yankees are a 300 and some odd million dollar third place team. I'm tired of if they get healthy. They're missing two guys. They're missing two players. They're missing Rodon, and they're missing Judge. Everybody else is healthy. Everybody else is healthy. So if you have truly built a championship team, and a championship team is not just your 26-man roster, it's your player development system, which has only produced three impact players in 25 years, don't tell me you got a championship team. So the Yankees are a $300 million third-place team. Thank you, Brian Cashman. Um, the Rays are the Rays. And Boston, I don't know what Boston is doing. Um, until they get rid of the general manager they have, they're going to suck. Their player development <clears throat> has gone in the tank. Because remember, for a long time, Boston was bringing up good young players. And they brought in high bloom, and that all went, I don't know what the hell happened. So hmm. it is what it is. But, listen, I'm really happy for Baltimore. I'm happy for Orioles fans. I'm tired of the, 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 that, that family that runs the team, the Angelo Sisters, um, running that team into the ground. They deserve a good team in Baltimore. So I look forward to seeing them in the playoffs. Yeah, me too. So uh, listen, the Yankees are a mess. And, you know, you're right, two guys are unhealthy. I mean, I said it last night. Like, I, I would Alex Rodriguez. Um, Donaldson. I don't care that he had an almost 500 foot bomb tonight. Like you, 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 you give him one game to write off in the sunset, and then you, you DFA that guy. You, I'm done watching that guy. 
So let's let's go to the worst division in baseball um, this year. The American League Central right now, the uh, Minnesota Twins and Cleveland Guardians are both uh, fighting for first place in this division. Um, the Twins, man, like, listen, we've talked about this multiple times, trade one of the premier contact hitters in baseball, and now their offense is going to set a record for most strikeouts uh, by a team in a season. Uh, they trade Pablo Lopez, who looks good, but then when you start digging into the numbers, uh, you know, at best he's a number three or four starter. They got some other guys uh, on this team to possibly uh, be able to contend, and this is a division that is very winnable. Uh, the Cleveland Guardians, man, without Tristan McKenzie, that's just not the same team. They they really need him to anchor that rotation. Uh, there's a lot of talent in – some talent. I know the question is, are these, is this team going to sell off some pieces at the trade deadline? I think is what I'm looking for. The uh, White Sox, Detroit, Riley Green going down doesn't help them. Spencer Torgelson uh, starting to show a little bit of signs at first base, uh, but this team is still a couple of years away. Uh, Edwin Rodriguez injury was kind of unfortunate for them because uh, that might have been a good chip for them at the trade deadline as far as something that they could trade. Kansas City's second worst team in baseball, yo, with the record, so uh, they got a long way to go, but a lot of on-the-job training. But uh, this division is just about shaking out the way I expected. I thought Cleveland might be able to win this a little bit more comfortably, but this is not a good division, fellas. Uh, this time I'm going to start with you, Chandler. Your thoughts on the American Central? I'm not surprised the Twins are struggling. This is the team that ruined Miguel Sano. This guy was a 300-plus hitter. And you said, we want home runs. We want home runs. We want home runs. And you ruined them. You can't keep uh, Byron Buxton healthy, so you're doing nonsense like, oh, we're going to take him out of this and let him DH. It, it, oh, and that's not working. And then you trade away your best player. Yeah. And your farm system is now trash. And, and the Minnesota Twins, for decades, were one of the best-run teams when it comes to player development. And see, Max Kepler, nope. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know what the hell's going on in Minnesota. Um, to me, this is a total teardown at this point. It's a total teardown at this point. Everybody got to go. Manager, general manager, everybody goes. Everybody goes. That's what I would do. It, it's, I got to start over because I don't know what the hell's going on. Cleveland is Cleveland. They struggle in the first half. Come the second half, Terry makes a couple of good speeches. They bring up a couple of guys, and they're going to win the division. <laughs> Excuse me. And I'm, t- I'm saying this now. Kansas City next season are going to be this season's Baltimore Orioles. Mm. I, I'm not sure about that one. That's a, that's a pretty bold statement. I like some of their pieces. Uh, you know, MJ Melendez and Bobby Witt. I'm not sure that they have enough enough pitching yet to still be in that statement. But, yeah, I mean, everybody thought coming into this year that Kansas City, Detroit, a couple of years away, let's see what they have. Um, and neither one of them made a big jump this year, but you're probably not the only one that will predict that going to next season. Uh, real quick, Villain, and I want to hear your thoughts on this division, but – Real before we get off the twins, I just want to point out how many Minnesota Twins players 
are now all over the major leagues on other rosters. Eddie Rosario yeah. in Atlanta. Uh, Spencer Steer, who's been really good in Cincinnati. He's, we're we're going to get to Cincinnati in a few minutes. But he was part of that trade that brought them uh, Tyler Malley, who hasn't really pitched any for them. Uh, Lamonte Wade in San Francisco, another Minnesota twin player. Tyler Wells, who has, uh, we talked about earlier, has kind of stabilized that big guy, stabilized that Baltimore rotation a little bit. Another guy who was a Rule 5 pickup from the Minnesota Twins. The crazy thing is, uh, people want to blame Rocco Baudelli and all this, and I get it. But at some point, you've got to look at the, the people in baseball ops and look at how many different moves they made and look at how many of these moves didn't work out and look at how many of these guys are contributing all over the major leagues for other franchises and say, maybe it's not just the manager. Maybe it's not just the coaching staff. Maybe it's the people that are pulling the trigger and making the moves and flipping this roster that are causing us to be in such a dire situation. Uh, Villain, you got thoughts on the American League Central? Uh, yeah, um, I think it stinks. Nothing to say, dude. Thanks. All right. Uh, short and sweet. I like it. Let's go to the American League West. We'll hit that division, then we'll move over and hit the National League one time. Uh, looking at the Na- uh, American League West, right now, Texas Rangers in first place. Chandler and I both told you guys the Rangers are going to be something serious. They are 49-32 and 32 at the halfway point. So they're on pace to win 98 games. Uh, the Angels with a recent hot streak have gotten a few games over 500. I think they're sitting third right now. Um, Houston was uh, Houston was actually sitting third. Houston's in second, but LA's in Houston's third. Houston's in second right now. Houston's LA's in third. Yeah. Seattle's a team that I thought was going to come up this year, and they still haven't. They're sitting in fourth place, and then the worst team in baseball, uh, the Oakland A's. Listen, it, if the Angels can continue to figure it out on the mound and get some quality outings from Reed Detmers and Otani, uh, this team could contend for a wild card. Uh, you know, if they fall on their face in the next month, what will happen with Otani, we'll see. Uh, but the Angels are an interesting story to me. Chandler, you and I called the Rangers, um, and they've done this without the services really of Jake DeGrom. Houston's still kind of figuring some things out. We'll see what they are. And we know where Oakland's going to finish. Chandler, what are your thoughts uh, on the American League West? Artie Moreno needs to sell that damn team. It's a damn yep. shame that for the entirety of Mike Trout's career, he has consistently allowed his baseball people to put trash on the field around them. Um, it, it is what it is. Stop telling me how great Shohei Otani is when he is two home runs, pitches seven innings of two-hit balls, and they lose the game. Okay? They're losing games. He is literally doing everything, and they're losing games. So do him a favor. Trade him. Trade Trout. Artie Moreno sells the damn team. Uh, But Bruce Bochy was a Hall of Fame manager before he got to Texas. Unlike the White Sox, they brought in a non-washed-up Hall of Fame manager, and this is the results you see. Uh, Jacob DeGrom or not, that pitching staff is going to pitch because Bruce Bochy has always had good pitching staff. So I'm not really shocked by anything that's going on in the American League West. 
this is the only division that could challenge for one of the wild card spots. Uh, there's three of them, and I think at least two come out of the East. Bill, and your thoughts on the American League West? Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty darn good division. I mean, you know, Seattle has been a, a disappointment for me uh, as well. I didn't think the Rangers were going to be this good. Uh, congratulations to them getting four all-star starters, um, you know, in their – uh, Corey Seager having a hell of a season, right? Uh, hitting what, 340 something, 344, 345. Um, he, he's been phenomenal. The catcher, uh, Hein, is, is legit. You know, he, he's having a hell of a season, too. Saw him up close over the weekend against the Yankees. So, um, Houston, they're going to be, they're going to be right there. They're not going to go anywhere. Um, the Angels, you know, it's about time that they get into the playoffs. I've had enough of this team not getting to the playoffs. They have the best player in baseball, and they've had the best player in, in our decade, in our lifetime right now, in Mike Trout, who has never sniffed uh, the playoffs. It's a disgrace uh, that this team can't get into the playoffs. If they don't get to the playoffs this year, I said it last night, I'll say it again, Shohei will be a Dodger. All right, so I think that covers that. Let's hit the three divisions in the National League. I'll start out west, uh, Arizona doing their thing. Uh, Corbin Carroll leading an impressive uh, group of young kids. They brought in a couple of veterans, too, like Bonus Gorio Jr. Uh, looking at that franchise, they're sitting first place right now. The Giants are right there uh, with the hodgepodge of guys. But they've now brought up some younger guys, too, and Patrick Phillips behind the plate and Luis Matos in center field to go along with Estrada. And then they got the veterans uh, like Michael Conforto and Doc Peterson to compliment young guys like Estrada and Wade, uh, looking at what San Francisco has done. And they always seem to find a way to fix pitchers, Alex Cobb and Alex Wood, uh, going along with Logan Webb and uh, Anthony DiSclefani on that roster. So, uh, the Giants might have a little bit of staying power. Dodgers are going to be the Dodgers. The Padres, man, just dropped another series uh, to Pittsburgh this week and Colorado sitting last place. But the Padres are much closer to the bottom than the top right now. I'll uh, start with you on this one, Villain. Thoughts on the National League West? Surprise with, uh, with the, the Diamondbacks, uh, you know, Corbin's uh, – he, he made the all-star team as well as a starter, so shout out to him. They're having a phenomenal season. Dodgers will be there. I, I would say that um, I would say the Padres are, are, are the biggest disappointment, but there's a team in New York that said, hold my beer. So um not sure what's going on in the Dodgers. Soho comes to to, to San Diego, and they can't. They, they, it, that's a disgrace out there. That's a disgrace. Chandler, your thoughts on the National League West? Fire the manager in San Diego. Um, they screwed around with Fernando Tatis because they want to make an example of him. Um, mm-hmm. And he's not an outfielder. He's a shortstop. You let this team come into this season thinking all they had to do was throw their caps on the field. This is on the manager. This is on the manager. I'm sorry. You got a team full of guys who think they've done something. And if you listen to the manager in the offseason, he sounded like he thought, we have arrived. No, you haven't, bruh. You didn't win a damn thing. So, <clears throat> for me, I fired a manager, but I like firing managers. But I'm not surprised. Well, I'm not surprised in West. 
in the sense of I thought Arizona had enough talent to contend. I didn't know if they would. But the fact that mm-hmm. they are due, that, that team is ultra-loaded. And I'm going to keep saying this. Cattell Marte is the best player no one is mentioning. Cattell Marte is a fantastic player. Nice second baseman. Can even play some center field if you, had, if you needed him to. Uh, but Cattell Marte is a nice player, for sure. And then even their complimentary pieces. Josh Rojas can hit it a little bit. Perdomo can pick it at shortstop. So can Ahmed. And Christian Walker. I mean, th- listen, this this team has a lot of talent. The thing that Arizona has to figure out, to me, and what's going to make the difference as to whether or not they stick around in these standings, they got to go get at least one more arm. Uh, they are very good when Zach Gowan and Merrill Kelly start. Uh, when neither one of those guys are the starting pitcher, their starting ERA is like six or something. So uh, they need to at least go get one other arm for that rotation, I feel like. Uh, looking at the National League Central, the team that's gotten crazy hot. They ran into Baltimore this week and had a little bit of trouble, a little bit of trouble with the Braves last weekend. But three games that were all one run, decided by one run, the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, the youth is here. I just mentioned Spencer Steer, who was part of that trade with Minnesota last year. Ellie De La Cruz hit for the first cycle. Uh, that the Reds have seen since Gary Day, uh, since Eric Davis in 1989. Uh, this team had their longest winning streak since 1957. Uh, you got Ellie De La Cruz and Matt McClain, which have both been really good. T.J. Friedel start, started to figure out center field and that leadoff spot in the batting order. A guy like Jonathan India, who's still just a few years out of college, has given some veteran leadership, some leadership to that team. Uh, this team's got a lot of talent. Nick Senzel may be a trade piece. Uh, Will Benson, um, there is so much talent on this team um, across the board. Joey Votto coming back to be a DH, um, and he's bringing a little bit of pop. This is definitely going to be his last ride. But Cincinnati, a lot of good young arms as well. Hunter Green has been banged up. Nick Lodolo, Graham Ashcraft, another kid they got from Minnesota who they're really excited about that's uh, uh, on his way up as well. So, uh, this Cincinnati pitching staff, Andrew Abbott, has been really, really good for them um, since he's come up left-hander. Um, this team is probably the most explosive team in this division. Uh, but looking around, I, I like what I'm seeing out of Cincinnati. Uh, Milwaukee's hanging in there. Uh, the Cubs are in third. Pittsburgh's falling to fourth. And to me, for my money, you guys mentioned disappointing teams. To me, the most disappointing team, because of what the expectations were for them going into the year, and I know what Chandler's going to say in response, probably this manager, but the St. Louis Cardinals have really underachieved based on what everybody's expectations were for them this year. So I think I started with Dylan last time. I'm going to go to you first, Chandler. Your thoughts on the National League Central, the second-worst division in baseball? I I I wouldn't say that. I would say it's the most promising division in baseball. You have a lot of young teams that are starting to realize that they can play, that they can win. I know where Pittsburgh is, but Pittsburgh started well. They're playing well. They're not talent, quite talented enough yet. But right. O'Neill Cruz, right. Tucapito Moreno, who I was going to call his last name Macarena, but I had to look it up, Moreno. Um, <laughs> you Marcano. have some quality – uh, yes, you you got some good young players in Pittsburgh. They just need a little more. 
uh, Cincinnati. They just need a little more. Um, the next thing, the Cubs. The Cubs are actually playing well. You know, yeah. now they're going to be sellers. We know this. Cody Bellinger, welcome to the Bronx, because uh, you're going to be our left fielder. You should have been from the entire season, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, so I like, honestly, I like the National League Central because I see a lot of teams going to come. Now, as far as the Cardinals, I said this, I think it was the second week of the season, if I'm not correctly, where Ali Marmore called out Tyler O'Neill and said he was being lazy and not hustling. And then he benched him, and then he doubled down on it. When Tyler O'Neill is that grit, that gritty, gutty, um, he's Brett Gardner with more talent, way more talent. But he's that guy on the team that everybody loves who always hustles. That's not the guy you throw under the bus, Ali. See, Marmo is starting to feel the heat. And I'm a, yes, yes, I absolutely do. And I said this the second week of the season, fire Oliver Marmo. Fire him now, St. Louis, so that you can actually play well. So uh, looking at this, and Dylan, I want to hear your thoughts on this, but uh, real quick segue to this Wednesday's Major League Draft. I mentioned the two kids from LSU who some people think may go one or two. Uh, the next guy that a lot of people consider the top three is that center fielder from Florida, uh, Wyatt Langford. Uh, Pittsburgh has a big pick here because uh, there's a chance with this first pick of the draft that they could get a guy who has a chance to be good for a long time. If I were them, I would take the pitcher Paul Skeens. Uh, I just think that uh, as a small market franchise, you, if you have the ability to draft a guy who could be a potential ace at some point in the future, or if people think that he has the ability to maybe be that guy, I think you draft him. I think everybody looks for pitching, and so I think you go with schemes uh, right there with that pick. Uh, Dylan, your thoughts on the National League Central? Yeah, I think it's a young division. I think they, they're they're a year away from really being a good division. I'm really disappointed in the Cardinals. I don't think they're the biggest disappointment, but they just can't seem to get it going. They just, you know what I mean? Like every time you think they're about to turn turn it around, turn the corner, they take two steps back. They just can't get it going. And I'm really happy for the Reds, Reds fans uh, in Cincinnati. They're they're a young team that's playing, you know, a little above their head. And I think they can, you know, I think they're. If they keep it up, they're a year or two ahead of schedule, and I, I like what I see from that young team. So, Tanner, if you were going to pick between those guys and you're the Pirates, do you take the pitcher or do you go with the 5 2 tool outfielder? I go with the outfielder um, because I can get a pitcher. I can get pitchers. I can sign pitchers. Um, there's always going to be pitchers. Give me position players. And let me build up my team, and then I'll I'll get the pitching. Um, but that's always been me. I'll, I'll I'll go get pitching because pitchers always going to come available, like sign up free agency, whatever. And miss me with the small market. If you're a billionaire and you own a, and you own a sports team, I don't want to hear you talking about you have the money to contend. Just sell the damn team. Hmm. So for me, the, I would normally agree with you and go with the outfielder. The only reason I would go with the pitcher in this case, uh, this is free and easy, 100 out of his hands. Um, I think this is not a guy 
who is going to be a three or four starter. I think he has the potential to be an ace. But I don't think you can go wrong with either of those three picks. But I would I would be hard pressed not to take the pitcher here. Um, real quick, let's hit one more division: National League Central. I'm sorry, National League East. The Atlanta Braves have been have had one of the best months that this franchise has seen. They're 20 and four uh, in the month of June. Uh, you know, Philly's gotten hot, won like 14 out of 17. So have the Marlins, but they couldn't make up any games. Uh, but they're at least keeping their head above water. Um, in this race, the Braves are getting production up and down the lineup. Orlando Arcia made the all-star team as a starter. Uh, Ronald Acuna has been uh, – you guys can argue with me all you want, but Ronald Acuna has been the best all-around player in baseball so far this year. Uh, and then th- they're getting pop up and down the lineup. They finally moved Matt Olson out of the two hole. He had no sense being there as a 235, 240 hitter and put him in uh, more of a spot where he can drive in more runs. Um, and he's second place in major leagues in, uh, in home runs right now. So uh, this team's getting it done throughout the lineup. Rosario and Osuna are starting to kind of come around too. So, um, can they get freed back and some other pieces on their pitching staff? But they've been finding a way to to make it work uh, throughout the year. Philly is starting to find their stride. Bryce Harper still got to find some power. This Marlins team is a nice team, actually. They got a good roster put together. They can pitch uh, with guys like Soler and Cooper and now Chisholm back. And you got some other guys around the Rice that can hit the ball. Uh, you know, you mentioned the Mets earlier, man. That, wow. Uh, I don't know what to say about the Mets right now. And then the Nationals, man, a lot of young guys still learning on the job. You know they're not going to be in contention this year. But I think there's a lot of good young players on that team getting experience that are going to benefit them over the next couple of years. Uh, let me come to you, Barry, first on this one and get your thoughts on the National League East. Um, you know, the Braves are not a surprise. They're they're the best team um, in the National League. They would be the best team in baseball if it wasn't for the hot start of the Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, Ronald Acuna, I don't think he's the best all-around player uh, this season. You can't say that when you have Shohei out there. But Ronald Acuna is my guy. I love that guy. I think he's my second favorite player in the league right behind Aaron Judge. So, um, you know, the Marlins, Marlins, man, they just – they had a they had a good year, right? Two years ago, last year they fell backwards, but they they had a youth movement that you know people could kind of get behind. Um, Jazz Chisholm, he's he's back, he's healthy. They got an all star at second base. Um, you know they're a really good team, so they're they're dangerous. Philly's hanging in there. Um, you know I think you know their pitching is kind of what's keeping them in it. The Mets are a joke. Um, they're 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 possibly sellers. Um, 360 million reasons why this team is the biggest disappointment in baseball right now. Um, I I I can't watch it. I you know I I want to watch it. It, it. I said it last night. It's hard for me to watch a Met game, uh, just for personal reasons. Obviously, with my you know my dad, you know being a Met fan, but they even if I could, I can't watch this team. They, they are a, they are beyond a little league team. Like they're a T-ball team right now, the errors and the mistakes that they make. Um, they just can't get, they can't put it together. They're a joke. Ken, I'm going to come to you real quick. Your thoughts on the National League East. Um, 
I wanted Buck Showalter to be hired when he was hired. Mm-hmm. I, and, and one of the things I said, though, was Buck is not the guy to get you over the hump. Buck is the guy who, Buck is the guy who can get you, he can get you in line the for the VIP, <clears throat> but he ain't going to get you in. He ain't getting you in the club, all right? But he can get you in line. You understand what I'm saying? He can get you to the door. He's not getting you inside. Last season was when they should have moved off a buck after last season. He refuses to play young players. He refuses to use relievers when he's supposed to. Anybody remember Mariano Rivera in 1995? Anybody, anybody remember the game the other night where he had two relievers who were arrested and he chose not to use them? Um, I understand why you're not going to fire Buck. But Buck is the problem. You brought up Mark Vientos, and you didn't play him, and then Buck says after the game, well, maybe he'd do better somewhere else. And then he had to fix that and say, well, I meant another position. <clears throat> no, you didn't, Buck. No, you didn't. You don't want to play these young guys. You've been forced to play Alvarez because he's been so good. You refused to bring up um, – um, uh, Barry, is it Ronald Mauricio? Mauricio. Ronald Mauricio. Mauricio. Yeah. You refuse to bring him and Vientos up because you believe in Daniel Vogelbach. I like Daniel Vogelbach. Daniel Vogelbach can be a really useful piece on a team. It's time for him to go. Time for him to go. Okay. But Buck refuses to do this. So Buck is the problem. He is. But I understand why Cohen doesn't want to blow him out because he's trying to, to show David Stern that he's not this impulsive fan who's just going to fire everybody. I get it. This is going to be a lost season for the Mets. I just watched the game tonight. Um, this team has no oomph. You know, and, and the Atlanta Braves, Alex Anthopoulos – has been possessed by the spirit of John Sherholtz. Because this is the David Justice, Greg Maddox Braves we're looking at here, people. Think about those Braves teams that John Sherholtz built and tell me what's the difference between these teams. Tell me the difference. There is a This one. team's better offensively. That's the only difference. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. This, I think these teams, teams are better exactly offensively. The same. This team's the other team was a little bit better on the mound, but we're going to see what happens when they get the rest of these pieces healthy in the rotation. But no, you're right. Exactly. So, but you're right. This is very much resembling what they built in the nineties. Yeah, and and I'm gonna say this again: Jazz Chisholm is not an outfielder. He's not an outfielder. Jazz mm-hmm. Chisholm is not an outfielder. Stop taking guys out of the natural positions because they're athletic. It's oh, you can play anywhere. Baseball is not plug-and-play, man. Dave Parker was an all-star right fielder. He was a bum in left field. Some guys can only play certain positions, just how they're wired. There are guys who can play multiple positions. Everybody's not that. Jazz Chisholm is a second baseman. He's not an outfielder. If they keep him in the outfield, he's going to keep getting hurt. But I do like what the Marlins are doing. But I'm going to say this again. Jazz Chisholm is not an outfielder. 
Well, and the thing is, if you look at what he brings you average-wise, it's not a lot of power what you normally expect from the position. But Luisa Rice is actually a very good defensive first baseman. He's an average defensive second baseman. But he's a good, good defensive first baseman. And so you can put Chisholm in at second base and put Arias over at first. You have the DH now to rotate guys through. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, Arias is going to be there for a while. Um, so will Chisholm. So we'll see how that evolves. Just kind of going around looking at everything, though. Second half should be fun. I will say this, though. Um, I'm kind of enjoying the balance schedule a little bit because I like seeing how, and, and I understand reasons against it too, but I do enjoy seeing how these divisions match up against each other. Um, that's fun for me uh, to see because you can actually compare a little bit. But changes have come to baseball. We have seen more activity on the base pass. Uh, the game has been moving. Not all changes, good change, but, you know, this is baseball's sweet spot, if you will, right? They just had the College World Series over. The draft is next week. The All-Star break, the Hall of Fame. All this stuff comes up over the next uh, month and a half or so until, you know, once you get into August and September, people will be paying much more attention to what's going on uh, on the gridiron. But at least uh, baseball has a chance to capture some people's attention to at least keep an eye on things throughout the week and maybe through the playoffs. But it's fun this year. I mean, for me to see that the Dodgers and the Astros are not, you know, uh, far ahead in their divisions, almost got playoff spots locked up, to see the Cardinals sucking it up this year, to see young guys from the Reds uh, really coming up and making an impact and to see more uh, young talent coming the major league game is continuing to be infused with young talent. So that's a lot of fun for me to see. Uh, baseball's not in a bad place as far as the talent goes. Uh, they still need to do a better job of marketing things. So real quick, before we get to any closeouts, is there any other topics that either one of you guys want to throw out uh, before we get ready to close the doors here on this Thursday night? Yeah. Um, anybody that uh, has my video, hold, hold. you need to put it on. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Barry. I was just going to say, um, I'm, I'm about to take off UConn's the best team, Chandler. Love you, bro. Later, Mike. <laughs> Love you, too, Gary. Peace. Um, if you have Prime Video, turn it on. Uh, you have the Liberty and the Aces playing tonight. We got Super Team versus Super Team. We got Brianna. We got uh, Sabrina. We, we got uh, um, uh, Asia. You know what I'm saying? Listen. Listen, these are the teams that are going to be in the WNBA Finals. This is your preview tonight, so take a look at it. Other than that, man, it's a lot of fun tonight. As always, I'll tell anybody, but especially my veterans, say yes. Say yes. Whatever it is, say yes. The worst thing that happens is you don't have a good time. Don't forget 988, option one. If you just need to talk, um, especially 22 veterans commit suicide a day. So if you need to talk to another vet, and and haven't been around some other vets recently, I've forgotten how much I missed being able to talk to another veteran, people who understand me. So if you just need to talk, 
to somebody who's actually going to understand what the hell you're talking about. Um, 988-OPTION-1. Um, and as always, uh, Will Levis is trash, and LSU's never going to win the national championship. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, LSU might win one in football this year, bro. We'll see what happens. Uh, but uh, I agree with you about Will Levis wholeheartedly. Uh, I definitely appreciate you, Taylor. Thanks for coming on, and thanks for uh, thanks for sending that message out. Because a lot of times, it's even more powerful coming from a veteran. So uh, I appreciate you on the lookout for that uh, each and every week. Uh, this show would not be listen. Gumbo is spicy. We call this roundtable gumbo, and it wouldn't be what it is or have nearly the spice without you. So uh, pleasure and a privilege, man. Thank you for co-hosting with me as always. And for helping take care of the schedule and all those things that are not as accessible. So uh, always a pleasure, man. Thanks again. Uh, listen, for the villain, man, uh, joining us tonight, for Sirius has joined us in previous shows, to the head honcho, T.P. Timeless himself. Without him, I wouldn't be here. And he's brought a lot of us together, man. So uh, check out our other shows. We have the Timeless Sunday morning brunch on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Call us cookout on Wednesdays. We'll be back to some front office show, shows with the NFL on Tuesday nights coming up pretty soon. I've heard talk from Timeless, too, about us coming up with a tailgating show again uh, this Saturday during college football season. So check out the blog, websites, all the things we got going on, sportscitychats.com. Remember, you can listen to us on your smart speakers, any other devices. Just tell it to play Sports City Chefs. Uh, like and subscribe. All the numbers help us, man. Don't forget about phiapparel.co. And every once in a while, keep an eye out for the barbershop on Clubhouse. We'll be opening rooms uh, from time to time. But I'll give you my sign off, and then the one that time is always against for everybody, man. As we always say in Southern Louisiana, laissez les bons temps rouler. Go Tigers. And as Thomas would always say to close everything out, Tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Peace. We out. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.